Hello, everybody. Welcome to my podcast, Swim or Sink. Well, as we all know, life is pretty simple as soon as you figure out how it works. And we all know that it's either you swim or you sink. And every one of us, absolutely every one of us has ever have had or maybe at this moment is going through this moment. So together today, together with Caitlin Taylor, my guest, uh, amazing lady from Australia who moved really from one continent to another and I consider it as really, really brave. Uh, so entrepreneur, Caitlin Taylor, a member of Soul Project, a coach, a mentor, someone who dropped not only the past life and get, got out of the bubble, but unleashed the conditioning and removed the layers of uh, things that holding most of us back and found herself and today is willing to help you together with me to share by sharing her story to inspire you to get connected with yourself and to get connected with your soul probably uh that's uh and many other things we are going to discuss today hello caitlin hi so happy to be here <laughs> yeah thank you very much for accepting my invitation i'm really honored to have you here how are you today you are in I'm london really right well. Yeah, it's yes, awesome. I am in London. Yes, it's spring now, but it's still a little bit chilly. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Well, we are not far away from each other. I'm in Amsterdam, and it looks like when you look out from inside to outside, it looks like a very beautiful sunny day until you get outside. And probably in London and England is the same weather, uh, similar to this. So definitely, yeah, it was it was quite nice early when I went outside, but I feel like it's gotten a little bit chilly since then. The sun can be a bit deceiving. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I know that you moved from Australia to London and this is probably a very huge change for you, not also in mentality and in cult probably as well as cultural shock, but as well as a weather shock, isn't it? Yeah, the weather was a massive... I, I've been here nearly two years and I don't think my body has even gotten used to the weather, the weather over here yet. Um, I'm from Melbourne in Australia, so it's it does get cold there but it doesn't it's not as long like winter doesn't go for as many months like in London I feel like we've been having winter since like about September last year it just doesn't seem to keep to, it just keeps going so yeah that was a massive shock to me but I also learned to appreciate summer over here and how big of a deal that really is <laughs> I can imagine. Here in Amsterdam, it's the same, and you know, very typical for, for the Netherlands. When sun comes out from the clouds, everybody, like, it seems like everybody drops what they have to do, you know, and they go on terrace and they enjoy sun. Like, really, when you go through Amsterdam and Ascension, it's, everything is crowded, it's full, and like, you know, like life stops. Everybody starts to enjoy because they probably learn to appreciate this little piece of sun, which they have not so often here. And uh, everything is adjusted, like terraces, uh, you know, they have like uh, uh, protection from the wind so that you really can enjoy the sun. <laughs> and uh, it's amazing. For me, when I just came from Lithuania, I'm immigrant myself and I know how it feels, you know, when you come and you have to adjust yourself to the new country and to new uh, mentality and uh, it was a huge cultural shock but one of the most nicest thing uh, it was to see how people can learn to enjoy I so agree London, 100% yeah. yeah London's quite similar when the sun comes out everyone just stops everything and it's yeah it's a very like drinking being in the park like social sort of thing but I guess in Australia it's not really like that because we do have better weather a lot of the year we, we kind of take it for granted I would say but 
yeah, I like that this side of the world doesn't take it for granted. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And um, Caitlin, what was for you uh, one of the biggest uh, shocks that you have to, or you had to live live with or to adapt when while adapting yourself into a new culture uh, uh, I want to ask you uh, this because I know that uh, these days when flight flight uh, tickets are so inexpensive and people take the advantage of uh, you know possibilities that modern world is offering them a lot of people are going through similar things that probably you and I went through when we decided to move Uh, to another country. Well, for me, it was a huge shock because I was moving from post-Soviet country to Western Europe, but moving from one continent to another is a huge act of bravery, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think um, as far as like the city life goes, though, because Melbourne, I think, is quite similar to London in that aspect. Like, they've got the, um, it's very social. It's like a big city, public transport. It's like super well connected. Um, There's a lot of like variety in in people and people are from all over the world. So I think that aspect of it was like quite easy to adapt into. Um, it was more having to kind of start again in a way. Like I didn't know anyone over here. I didn't have a plan. I didn't have a job. I didn't have anything kind of lined up to to do. So it was it was more of a challenge to like have to put myself out there and and start from from scratch and also. My, my my support was like 11 hours ahead of me so it, yeah I think that was probably my biggest struggle but as far as like London life I yeah I don't think it varies all that much compared to Melbourne which I'm so grateful for because any other city in Australia I think would have been a bit different like even Brisbane's very beachy and summery and it's always warm whereas Melbourne weather is a lot up and down a lot like London is so yeah I'm, I'm grateful that it wasn't that much of a transition obviously it's still a complete different country so, so there was a lot of small things that would take me a bit to, to get my head around like the currency pound dollars to pounds so but yeah it wasn't it wasn't as bad it was just adapting you know mm, it's like being fully aware now uh, I can compare it to being mindful uh, because when you're adapting yourself to a new society you probably have to be more open in order to catch the opportunities what life is offering you. Mm -hmm, definitely. Yeah, amazing. But uh, could you please tell me a little bit more about how did you find yourself? Because I know that you are at this moment busy with an amazing project and you uh, are a member of a soul project. Uh, and I am as well noticing that next to the individual projects there is a massive spiritual movement worldwide and people are um, not only becoming more mindful and aware but people start to realize that in fact we have a soul that we are soul beings that we are uh, not just happened to be here by a chance you know like uh, uh, in western world When I came from Eastern Europe, I believe that in Eastern Europe people are more connected because probably they are closer to nature. Um, but uh, here in Western Europe, when I came here 15 years ago, everybody was so material and no one even wanted to listen to me when I was talking about something spiritual. And now I see these things developing like last 15 years. It's amazing how, uh, um, how massive it became. How, 
what was your journey to to this path which are you which you are following right now um yeah i i totally agree with you on the this the movement worldwide i'm seeing a lot more of it as well on my feed obviously i'm quite new to it to be honest but i feel like yeah there's a lot of people just on my facebook that i'm seeing a just creating so much content and movement and awareness and and growing it's it's so incredible but my journey started um so i started i started taking juice this is i'm going to link all this up but i started taking the juice plus um capsules at about july last year so i was someone who i didn't really know what health was to be honest um i was i, I studied photography at uni i came to london because i wanted to kind of see the world and get to know myself a bit more um little did i know i didn't know myself at all at that point um so i met my friend my, one of my best friends now abby i met her and she introduced me to these capsules which in turn then led me to like cut coffee out of my diet and i also came off my antidepressants after three and a half years so i i wasn't in touch with myself i wasn't in tune with my feelings they obviously antidepressants they, they stop you from feelings so once I came off them, I had to kind of adapt to life again with, without being on them and, and feeling. I literally had to learn how to feel again. And not only that, kind of learn to deal with my anxiety and depression. That was the reason that I went on them for. But because I was healing my body from the inside out with nutrients that it, that it needed, that it wasn't getting, um, I was able to do that. So um, once I kind of saw the benefits of, of the products and how I linked nutrition and mental health basically i started learning ways to um not yeah deal with my anxiety and depression so i started doing um meditation and breathing techniques and even just gratitude just coming from a place of gratitude from with all that i did um instead of fear and then i, I joined the soul project movement after that which was all about aligning mind body and soul as one um we work with the juice plus products as well but that was that's just kind of the base for it to be honest like i that opened up my whole world once i joined that movement like i have we have all these incredible mentors that are very spiritual and um all about empowerment and liberation and being vulnerable and kind of sharing this incredible message to everybody um that they don't have to live in pain you know like we, we we're supposed to thrive that's the state of being that we're supposed to be in so my whole world literally has exploded since I've, since I've joined this movement, which was uh, August last year that, that started. So I've been on this incredible journey of yeah healing, healing from the inside out, but also knowing kind of what healing even was, you know? So I've started like unconditioning myself from beliefs that I thought were mine, but they were actually what I've been conditioned to think growing up. So I've been peeling back the layers uh, every week. I've been doing healing with one of my good friends, Phila. Um, and just uncovering who I am and what I'm here to do sort of thing. So I, I don't know exactly what my purpose is right now, but I know that I want to help people. And at the moment I'm going through all the things I'm going through in order to be at that level, basically. So yeah, that's my story. <laughs> very interesting. Very interesting. And I notice more and more as well that other people as well get their way to healing through uh, spiritual practices as you said the gratitude meditation is proven actually that it has impact on your uh, brain which is proven really is backed up by neuroscience uh, when you do IMRI scans uh, it's showing different uh, balance and uh, chemical balance in your brain it has uh, enormous uh, impact on your well-being absolutely and I realized that 
most of the time depression is caused by uh, not only negative self-image, but by but by but the lack by the lack of the purpose and more and more I see young ladies questioning themselves like who am I why what do I want you know uh, why am I here and this is very like uh, almost scary because you know we brought in this earth and we go to the school and sometimes people finish their education on school and get high degrees and uh, really uh, you know very high degrees and then they end up around 40 by feeling unfulfilled and not knowing what they want and which direction to go even when it comes to the choice of job or the choice just literally asking yourself what you know what do i want i mean uh, this is like you know sometimes feels like a, a lost uh, a lost generation somehow and you know as you said we are being conditioned by others and this is having impact that we are at some point believe that either our dreams or desires are not worthy of of having because once they want were uh, ignored or not heard or that we don't deserve uh, to have our desires. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I totally agree with you on that because I think I've always been someone who's, uh, I guess, told myself that I would, I wasn't worthy of success, and that's been something that I've had to really work through in order to, to for my business and all of my other endeavors to thrive. That even like money, like I, I was telling myself I had a neck, I'm still working through this at the moment, but I had a lot of blocks around money because I was brought up to, to, to think that money was bad, that money was negative and uh, money equals stress and only rich, rich people are greedy, um, things like that. So I've had to first neutralize money and understand it isn't, isn't an energy. It is a resource. Um, it's society's form of, of payment of an energy exchange, um, but also like relearn my worthiness to be able to have that money and to be able to actually know that my voice should be heard and I, I have a right to be successful the same as everybody else does. So I think, yeah, you've kind of got to get to that point. Um, yeah, just, I think just deconditioning is just my, it's my, I'm super passionate about this at the moment because I don't, Obviously, I didn't know about it for such a long time and I, I'm really passionate about other people experiencing this and getting to a point like I I had a call this morning with one of my best friends, Abby, who brought me into to this business, this whole project and everything. And I met her 12 months ago and we've just looked at how far we've come in 12 months, you know, like these things don't even have to take that long. My journey only really began six months ago. So um, I think, yeah, I think it's so so important that everyone starts to question things a bit more and you don't need to know what your purpose is but just start questioning is what you're telling yourself your belief or is it what you're being told to believe you know and just kind of getting back to to coming from a place of love and gratitude with everything that you do instead of fear because everything is fear-based the news is all fear um you know like the weather it's all food even the food that we eat i just started studying um integrated nutrition at IIN, I'm not sure if you've heard of that. Um, yeah, and it's just, it, they've just introduced this new thing called, new, not new thing, but I've just learned it about bio-individuality and it's all about everyone, everyone, everybody is literally different. Like not my, what I, what makes me thrive food-wise might be completely different to you and it might not have an adverse effect on you, you know, everyone's different. So that's why diets don't work because 
you need to get in tune with your body and know what your body wants or needs to thrive and survive so yeah you need to know yourself that's very correct and people very often as myself actually including because uh, I consider myself as a strong person and I very often think like yeah you know but it's easy peasy uh, you know everyone can do that but that's expectations that I have for myself and they are not valid for someone else because some people are going through completely different things and have different backgrounds. And um, I also went through the path of um, this conditioning or let's say from unprogramming myself as I like to compare because, uh, well, because I have significant background in the computer world. So, um, and one of the methods which I use for myself and which I uh, still still using is affirmations. Have you ever tried? To, do you have any background of affirmations? Yeah, it's funny that you say that because I think that's probably been one of the most powerful things in me being able to shift. Um, yeah, shift my the voice in my head per se. So I never considered myself confident, like I said, or worthy or any of that. So working on those every single morning now, part of my morning routine is journaling, whatever's going on in my head, gratitude, writing a list of everything that I'm grateful for um, and doing my IM affirmations as well. And it's really interesting to see that it doesn't even take that long for them to start working. You've got however old you are years worth of you telling yourself you aren't that but once you start having a positive positive reinforcement with no I am these things I'm going to re reframe my whole image and and who I am and what I'm about that it doesn't actually take that long for them to start working so they're super powerful yeah yeah I agree with you uh, I also figure out one thing of course uh, many people think that it's probably uh, uh, cliche or you know very often people just don't take advices of other people they just listen to it and they just live their further life and think like yeah well, yeah everyone is talking about this yeah everyone is talking about this because it works you know <laughs> but people exactly. just don't take it forward and I know there's also there is a group of people who think like um they, they tried you know, to, uh, to implement this kind of activities in their life, like affirmation or visualizations or something, especially visualization, you know, and uh, uh, you, obviously you can sit a year on the sofa and try to realize that, visualize that uh, beautiful house where you want to live in or the beautiful job that you have, but nothing will happen as long as you start moving yourself, you know, it's not only thinking about the things or, you know, uh, trying to visualize them, but it is well action required, massive action required to, in order to achieve something, an enormous effort. It's a hard job. Yeah, definitely. I think I was saying this this morning, actually, it's like one thing to like say the things that you want or what you're trying to manifest, but unless you feel it, feeling and taking action are like the two most important aspects, aspects of being able to manifest anything so you, yeah you, like you said you can't just say you want this house and sit on the couch and do nothing about it you have to really feel this in your heart but also take action to be able to get to that point you know like um not every yeah not everything comes easy you still have to work hard but if you implement all of that into one then you're fine you know you're on the right path amazing what was your biggest swim or sink moment um, I mean, to be honest, like I have obviously through all of this healing, I, there is moments of doubt and, and questioning whether I can even keep going with all of this or, or anything like that. But I think just knowing that 
I am here for a purpose and I have to fill my own cup before I can fill anyone else's, I think was probably probably been my biggest thing recently that um, I need to sort of get out of my own way in a way because I like I am here to to share and to help and mentor people um, in whatever aspect that is. So, yeah, just looking after myself but also getting out of my own way, really, mm-hmm. um, is sinking or swimming to me. But it's funny because I have a tattoo that says sink or swim on it as well. <laughs> which I got when I was 18. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, And what you said that you have to, in order to fill in someone else's cup, you have to fill your own cup first. And this is uh, where it comes to that in order to change the world, you have to start with yourself. And uh, many people are uh, trying to do something, to sell something, to change the world, to uh, act on climate and many things, you know, which are now, I cannot say trending, but are important in this moment in the world. But barely someone realizes that this world, the expansion of the world is actually uh, starts with a very narrow, very small focused place in each every one of us. It's within us. And um, very often people talk these days about the law of attraction, vibration, and it's like uh, as well next to the spiritual movement and mindfulness movement. This is uh, uh, amazing, uh, amazing journey which people start to realize that how it how it works, you know. And I don't remember who said, but you know, very often you you hear people. Yeah, complain every day and talk about news and about media and concentrating on the problems which world has, as you as well mentioned, that negativity which comes from the um, from the most of the news that you hear on the on the mainstream media. And uh, well, after all, if we th- if you believe in law of attraction and you think about this all day, and you know you're becoming just like a magnet for all this stuff, all this junk around you and it's just becoming more and more and more. But how can you protect yourself from that? Um, I think probably, I mean, personally, I don't even watch news anymore and I've kind of gotten to a point now where the people in my life are on the same sort of vibration as me. So I'm not, I'm not surrounding myself with people that aren't anymore. So I think once you start kind of aligning yourself with the laws of attraction, you understand that even though you've known people for your whole life and even family as well, like if they bring you down or have negative vibrations or are just, yeah, constantly complaining about things that you don't have to have them in your life, you know, like obviously you can't, some people it's easier with than others, but like you have a choice. It's all just a choice, you know. It's also a choice with what you believe is on the news. Take it all with a grain of salt. I've been telling my parents this for years now, like, and they're starting to realise that on their own, to be honest, anyway, that what they see is is fear-based. It's drama. It's entertainment, you know. It's not really what's going on. So I think just, yeah, be a bit more open-minded with these sorts of things. Look into the law of attraction and kind of, bring that into your life a little bit but once you start shifting your perspective then you're gonna just keep attracting people that that believe in the same things as you I've really yeah this has been a huge thing for me lately um but just protect yourself and learn how to protect yourself as well um with saging things like that spirit spiritual woohoo stuff that I've just been yeah crystals also are a massive one um that's another way to protect yourself from like negativity. But I think just being a bit more mindful of 
people that are in your life. And I think um, one of the things that I heard recently was like, you, you are a reflection of the five or six people that you have around you. So I think just maybe look at who they are and if you, if they're a mirror of you in a way, so you have to see whether that's kind of who you are or who you want to be. And if it's worth being around them as much as you have been, because I've had to, uh, cut a lot of people but just also distance myself from a lot of people and that's nothing against them that's just my I'm on a different path now and maybe they don't agree with that but I also might trigger them a lot too so yeah it's just having a little bit more awareness and understanding of all of that. I agree with you uh, I also believe that um, every communication every relationship in fact is an uh, enormous exchange of energy and when you become more mindful and start to listen to yourself, your body, your mind, your intuition, they're communicating to you constantly, really like, you know, non-stop. Non -stop. And uh, very often due to the different kind of um, distracting signals that you have, you know, like many people, like, well, I don't have even notifications on my phone. Uh, I've learned it also recently, but when I used to work in the brokerage, we get almost crazy, you know, you have like corporate email. Um, I had corporate email from uh, someone who I worked with. I had corporate email from my own company. Then I had a Gmail. Then I had Facebook Messenger. Then I had WhatsApp. Then I had SMS. Then I had a regular phone. Then I had a Viber. Then I had a Telegram. And I was becoming completely crazy. I was not hearing myself. And okay, at that moment, I was no longer watching news, you know, but uh, there was a moment when I had this all and I was watching news together with that. It's impossible mm -hmm. to, hear, uh, to hear yourself with your, uh, with your intuition. You can call it however you want. You believe in spirituality or not. But there is inner voice which, which trying to tell you something, how you feel, how, what you think about that person, what you feel about that person, what is kind of energy you're exchanging with that person. Does this person take your energy or gives you energy? This all, you know, very, uh, very easy to sense when you quiet yourself. And for me as well, I have had to, um, to just sit down at some point in my life and listen. And listen not only to what other people, has to say you know because it's also important and when you come to 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 the phase of purge as as it's called you know when you start purging people from your life uh but as well listening um you know just sitting quietly and listening to what you yourself have to say to yourself and uh rem by removing this uh, layers of conditioning as you call it uh, through affirmations it was amazing because every time I was saying something to myself and there was that inner voice that negative belief that conditioning that was completely you know when I was saying something like for instance um, well I don't know and let's not get to the details because it's very personal but I was telling something to myself and then my negative belief was something no are you crazy say, who do you think you are you know just get calm. How come you, you, you running another company, you know, for example, no, 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 no. You know, you know, just calm down. It's nothing for you. And, and completely you hear that just, you know, that uh, your own beliefs trying to convince you to stay on the level and to, uh, uh, to, um, yeah, to stop you from growing, to stop you from growing. And maybe even some kind of, um, situations that will start to play out in your head which you've been through and you re uh, it, it will become like a part of memory which will in a certain situation will find its way 
I would say, to react on that situation because sometimes you get programmed and when you come to this situation and experience certain feeling which is connected to that certain situation, so next time when you come in a certain situation and you have this feeling, that should be the reaction. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, you know, well, this, every situation is individual and is unique and it might go in completely the other way way very unexpected way but at some points when we come in situation which already some 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 feeling which we have had in a certain particular situation and it will remind us again we tend to react in a certain way to protect ourselves and to close our actually ourselves from the opportunities which the situation might bring mm -hmm. yeah that's so true it was sort of like even what i was saying to you before we started recording how um like i've never I've always told myself I'm not good at speaking publicly, like I'm not a confident speaker. And once I started changing that voice in my head, saying, no, I am a public, I am a good public speaker, I'm confident, I'm knowledgeable, all of the IM affirmations that I work on every day, um, even just before, like I'll do any sort of calls or public speaking now, I will get my ego and my fear come through um, to say, like, what are you even doing, you know, like, this is not you. And it's just <laughs> pushing, pushing past that. But there's like, there, it's always going to be there. Um, yeah, it's just mastering it, I suppose. Even this morning, I did a live with my friend Abby, and I was feeling really good after it, you know, it was like 30 minutes, I hadn't sort of done one that long before, um, even though it was, it was shared. But and then I went for a run afterwards and even on my run, this voice in my head was like, you shouldn't have said that, you know, you shouldn't have said this, you should have said this. And it's like, no, like I'm choosing to ignore you. I'm going to be proud of myself that I did that. Um, and, and yeah, it's just mastering it. But that voice is never going to go away. And it's just, yeah, same with the feelings and things associated with certain situations. But that is just the stories and the conditioning when it, that it yeah. comes down to. Absolutely, absolutely. And good that you said, like, I wish, what did I say? And because I'm just writing my next speech on this topic, you know, uh, about how, uh, you know, that every one of us can actually come into, into the, we have, we all have these moments when we think like, where, well, I cannot believe I said that, or I cannot believe I done that, or sometimes even, um, yeah. Sometimes we are also in this ridiculous situation where we think like, yeah, I should better have <laughs> say that, you know, I better, why did I say that, you know, uh, but nevertheless, you cannot turn moment back. Very funny that you say about that because I was just uh, writing about uh, my next, uh, next speech. I, and you mentioned as well that you are a public speaker. Can you please, please, please tell a little bit more about that? Well, it's interesting because I technically haven't done any yet, but I see myself doing that in the future. So I'm saying that I am, and I am telling myself every day, as I said, that I'm, I'm a confident speaker, I'm a public speaker, because like I know that down the track, like what I'm supposed to be doing is going to require that from me. So even just doing calls like this or doing lives or sharing on my business um, events and stuff that we have every week is like me getting one step closer to doing that sort of goal, because if you had even asked me probably a month ago if I would do this, I said this to you before, I would definitely not have done that. Like I wouldn't have felt confident in myself enough to even do it. Um, but now I'm working on this goal and I know that this is going to be what's, what's coming. So um, just throwing myself in there. 
you know, what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> yeah, amazing. You cannot fall lower than the ground, you know. I mean, most people are prevented, uh, prevented uh, by doing something by just their fear of failure, you know, because people are afraid to fail. And a fear of public speaking is even uh, uh, higher on the top list than death, you know. People are even more scared of public speaking than they are afraid to die. <laughs> can you imagine? I'm not surprised, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This is... one of my friends said the other day um, that the anxiety that comes from public speaking is not having trust in yourself and your, yourself being able to to have the knowledge or the power or the confidence to actually follow through with it. It's nothing to do with like the people out there or however many there are. It's all to do with your trust in yourself, which I think is so true. Yeah, of course, you have to trust in yourself and uh, there, I believe that a little bit more than only trust in yourself, you know, you can uh, be very confident in yourself, you can uh, jump on the podium and, uh, and feel good about that, but the um, intention is of course as well that other people feel good about it too, you know, so I mean, yep. next, <laughs> next to the things that you have, uh, um, uh, be confident about yourself, I believe that there are some technical uh, uh, technical procedure which you have to follow and that's actually what I'm but next speech what I'm writing about is the structure of the speech and my speech uh, my next episode of my podcast is not related to exactly storytelling because I'm coming from sales and I spent seven years on a phone I would literally say like I have background in professional cold calling, so it's not like telemarketing, but really doing hardcore business on the phone with uh, companies which are really like on another continent or, you know, offering value proposition. So there's little, little things, you know, like uh, how to, for example, catch someone else's attention or how to structure your speech. And storytelling, as I say, is very important part of the public speaking, but what I am working on at this moment is not really public speaking because I believe that before you start to because before you become a public speaker you must have a certain background and um, my strategy is applying more and how to sell and not only how to sell the product but how to sell yourself in the way you know that other person will not only feel um, uh, yeah sure in you and uh, um, but as well that it would be win-win situation you know because people have always very um, um, struggle not very but most of the people have struggled when it comes to sales because you know doesn't especially people who are in the spiritual world who are in the spiritual movement uh, because as more spiritual you are is more difficult is to uh, to find your relationship with money as you said you know because uh, people often see money as something bad or you know or uh, or just have difficulty to sell you know because uh, either they have a bad experience with someone approaching them and selling something that they don't want so they think that of salespeople that it's someone who is very pushy and you know annoying calling you or trying to sell you something well I believe that we sell them every every day you know every single day since we are children yeah you yeah very right with that and I think it all comes down to like obviously I work with a product juice plus um so for me it was all about like falling in love with the product that was really the most powerful thing to be able to share it and see it as a tool to be able to help people as well so I think 
um, when it comes to public speaking, like just kind of, I'm not sure exactly what your topic's about, but just fall in love with your, yourself, your, like your trusting in yourself in that degree, but also uh, falling in love with the topic that you're talking about and I guess knowing a way, that's what we're sort of, um, it's, it doesn't really matter about the products like people are buying you at the end of the day because of your like your knowledge or um your mentoring or your coaching so yeah this is to be honest this is all like quite new to me as well so every day I'm learning more and more about all of this but there's so many incredible public speakers out there that yeah just leave me in awe <laughs> yeah I know what you say about what you're speaking about because in fact there is so many motivational speakers and some just are talking to you and someone are talking to you and it's just very important as well to realize that if you're going to be one day on the stage you must remain true to your own voice and uh, you know it's like um, yeah I also don't remember who said but I was just listening to someone very very inspiring recent days and he was comparing like imagine Tupac you know the, that uh, Tupac or Michael Jackson or something, you know, uh, singing a country song, you know. It's absolutely not suitable for him, uh, you know. You just cannot imagine, you know, uh, and the other way around as well. This is because everyone must have his, their own voice. And uh, what you said about learning every day, if I can may give you a tip, you know, uh, when it comes to selling and business and connecting to spirituality, every product has a chance to be sold when it solves someone else's problems. It's not only being in love with what you sell, because what you are in love with is very nice enthusiasm and certainty that you have. You must bring it over to other people. What is very more important than that, that the person listening to you because you are telling something which is valuable for, for them, which is important mm. to them. If it's not important to them, they will just simply not listen to you. People will buy if your product will be solving their problem. Mm -hmm. no definitely it was like falling in love with the product for what it's done for me and also what it's done for like my parents for example um all the people that are around me so yeah it, it was exactly what you're saying it was like a combination of um yeah seeing how it can help other people as well and not just me which is in the end why I joined the business because I saw how powerful it was and how it can be a catalyst for like a lifestyle change because how it was for me <laughs> mm. can you know a little bit more about that product i'm very curious but i'm also into integration of uh, integrational nutrition and i'm very living very healthy life and i'm going yeah. sometimes uh, from vegan to gluten-free from gluten-free to vegan together and then uh, and then sometimes i'm just trying applying another diet i'm not vegan anymore I'm choosing to have a balanced, uh, balanced um, uh, nutrition at this moment, but please tell me a little bit more about that. I'm very curious. Yeah, first I'm going to say to you, like, that's what, um, yeah, that's what I was saying to Abby. All the stuff that we're talking about now is what I spoke about this morning, which is quite interesting of the overlap, but um, I've, I'm vegan as well. I've been vegan for three years, so I, I've never been someone to kind of preach it or even really, like, I've said a few things to mum and dad over the years, like, about what they eat but I've never been like you should be vegan you know like I think it's a very personal thing and it's in a massive like lifestyle change so um but I've realized after studying integrative nutrition I'm literally only three weeks into the course um that everyone is different and I will never like I not that I did but I definitely will never say to someone or even judge you for 
for deciding that you want to eat something different. You you know your body. Like I said earlier, you have to get in tune with your body. So, um, yeah, it's all about finding what, what works for you. I, I personally know that my body doesn't like meat or dairy because I – my whole life growing up, I never, never wanted it. Mum would try and force me to eat roasts and stuff when I was younger and I never liked it. Like, I, I know that my body doesn't like that. But some people, it might work, you know? So it's all about kind of finding that that balance for you. But the products that we have, so we've got um, premium capsules, which are literally 33 fruit, veg and berry capsules, like in a, in a vegan capsule there. GMO-free, pesticide, herbicide-free, uh, freeze-dried, ground down and put into a vegan capsule, which is amazing because I like I, I'm obviously I said I've been vegan for three years but there's no way it kind of helps bridge the gap between what we are eating and what we should be eating in regards to nutrition um it's so easy you just take like two a day um and like I said that they were the main product that's helped me come off coffee my skin's cleared up I don't wear makeup at all anymore um I've come off my antidepressants and they've just made me eat a lot healthier choose healthier options which is also a huge thing um, we also work with omegas, which are obviously omegas three, five, six, seven, and nine. So they're all these are all plant-based products. So what happens is the the in fish oil, like the fish oil vitamins that people take um, from the chemist or supermarket, the the omegas in that come from the fish. So we obviously skip the fish and go straight to the source, which is the algae, pomegranate seeds. Um, this I think 11, 11 or 12 different sources in there. So it's quite, you can read everything on the packet. They're, they're super um, sustainable and yeah, easy. They're good for like heart, brain, joint health. Um, my parents are on them. My dad has arthritis and they've helped him with that a lot, which is incredible. He's been on medication for a while for that. Um, we also have these shakes, protein powders. So they're called Complete. Um, they're a vegan protein. I've personally tried pretty much every vegan protein powder from Australia to London in my three years. And um, I just could never find one that was actually tasty, no matter how much stuff you sort of put in them. They were always really like gritty and um, yeah, not nice. So these ones work really well for me. They have got vanilla and chocolate and I mix it with banana. They don't even need anything else in them, to be honest. They're super tasty on their own. Um, They've got also a lot of fruit and vegetables in it, but they also have an ingredient in there called niacin, which is a natural like, happy happy drug basically like a natural product so um yeah there are there are products so the thing with with all of them is they're not vitamins like they're not something that you're just going to pee out like your body takes what you, what it needs from them um and kind of distributes that into your into where it needs it in that in your body so yeah they've helped so many problems uh in in our team like we oh my friend lauren she came off the pill and has had a lot of problems with hormones and things. So that's completely balanced that out for her. Um, but the, yeah, the main, the main things for me have been, yeah, coffee and antidepressants. So I'm super stoked for that, but also makeup. Like I, I wore makeup my whole life trying to like kind of hide behind it in a way. And now that my skin's cleared up, um, I don't need to wear it anymore. So I've yeah gained a lot of confidence with that, which is amazing. But as I said, they were a complete, catalyst for my life so i'm forever grateful for those products amazing uh, sounds fantastic uh, i know many people who use uh, different kind of food supplements i'm trying to live my life without having any additional su- food supplements and uh, um, as you said i realized as well that uh, there is a lot of 
value and herb um, grown products, but I never underestimate the power of nutrition that uh, animal products have as well. I, I tried a vegan diet for a while. I understand uh, the added value and in fact, uh, the amount of the food that we have to uh, eat a day in order to get everything we need, especially, you know, like some vitamins are oily vitamins, especially uh, oil dissolvable vitamins are um, stored in our body, such as A, um, vitamin, uh, but, um, or B12 vitamin even which is found in animal sources only. And that's something I would like to ask you. But uh, B group vitamins and niacin, as you said, uh, this happy hormone uh, is a happy, 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 uh, happy, happy uh, part of uh, any nutrition. Yeah, because like, I know that many uh, issues in your body can be solved just by uh, adding right nutrition to your, to your diet uh, because uh, even the, the depression. Agreed. Yeah, you know, uh, even depression can be solved by simply eating the right nutrition and uh, choosing the right nutrition. And um, what it uh, what stopped me from being vegan is um, well, lack of time, uh, and uh, I was sporting so intensively, and I felt little, um, yeah, lack of energy uh, because maybe it was a conditioning which I believe that I'm not getting enough of uh, energy, or maybe I was just not eating uh, right, you know, not getting right amount of proteins, of carbohydrates uh, to my body. But um, how, what do you think of, you know, people choosing for vegan diet while vitamin B12 is only to be found in animal sources? Or at least it's difficult to find anywhere else. It is possible to find somewhere else. But... Um, um. My two, my two sources of vitamin uh, for B12 is Vegemite. Um, I'm not sure if you know that. It's like a yeast extract paste that we have in Australia and they have the same version of it over in England called Marmite. So that has B12 in it. Um, also the shakes that I mentioned have B12 in it as well. So they're kind of my main sources. But to be honest, like the main reason that I started studying holistic nutrition at IAN is because I don't know how to look up, like feed myself. And I don't think anyone really does. We aren't no. taught this in school. So for, for me, that's what's driving sort of me doing this is to become a health coach, to teach people how to feed themselves and to get in tune with their body. Because like you said, like you time, whatever, like at the end of the day, we aren't taught it. So how are we supposed to know it? You can do all the research in the world, but, um yeah this is this is why i'm i'm doing it so i can learn how to feed myself and help others learn to feed themselves as well which sounds ridiculous when you say it like that but honestly um I, yeah i think it's something that lacks no matter how old you are absolutely i don't think it sounds ridiculous i think it makes a lot of sense because uh, i found myself at some point, and I know many people find themselves on the point when you even make shopping, your grocery shopping on a, uh, on a level of automatism, you know, you just uh, remember what you was given when you were a child, you know, you get used to certain brands, you get used to certain products, then you go to the store and then you, you know, just automatically go and your, um, your uh, assortment of the things you buy becoming pretty narrow. Something is your favorite because you get used to the taste or something because you know or something because you saw it on the TV. And uh, for me, it was also breaking through of this pattern of buying the same stuff all the time, you know, and getting uh, 
getting um, used to new products, getting used to new uh, kitchen, and get, especially when people not travel, you know, they just eat. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know what you think about English uh, English kitchen. Let's not, uh, you know, be too too hard about that. But I know that, uh, uh, you know, since English people started to travel, it became more various, same like a Dutch kitchen as well, because it was pretty basic. I think the English, like, typical English food is very, A, meat-based and very basic, I would. Um, but in saying that, like, London has restaurants, cafes, everything that I've ever seen anywhere in the world. Like, I know it's obviously on the rise now, so that has a lot to do with it. But, um, yeah, I think I think English diet's quite basic. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> amazing, amazing. What would be your advice to our listeners, Kathleen? What would you advise just in general in relationship to the journey that every one of us making? Where to start maybe? Um, I think start with getting in tune with yourself. Start listening to how your body responds when it comes to food, not even just food. Um, I think one of the things that we look at at, at IAN is that what we physically eat is secondary food and what is primary food is our relationships, our career, um, our spiritual practice and how much we're moving our bodies. So kind of listen to yourself and maybe see where you are lacking in those areas and then work from there. Because I know for me, like I personally was probably lacking in nearly all of those areas. But if you just focus on one area, maybe just start questioning spirituality, like find something you might, you don't even need to be spiritual when it comes to journaling or being grateful. You know, that's, that's, that can be, you don't have to believe in the universe. You could just simply start journaling to get your thoughts out on paper, which is going to help you heal. Um, and also, yeah, just being grateful for what you do have instead of stressing about past and future and all of that, just be present and, um, listen to yourself and your body and give yourself the space for that because I was someone that always used to be need to be around people all the time or doing things all the time I never gave myself the, the space to listen to my intuition or to listen to what my body was telling me as well um, so just give yourself the space for that and that would be my advice amazing thank you we always have to be aware of these things because sometimes even when we know deep inside it's very good when someone is reminding us about it from, the, from our outer world, you know. And you just mentioned something very important, which I uh, think a lot about. And we just started this conversation on the topic about spiritual movement and uh, soul project. And you just said that you have to believe in the universe. And this is very interesting for me at the point of seeing Western world um, moving from atheism to spirituality, which is fascinating to see. And um, I believe that at some points, people who probably were raised Christians starting to realize that things are not making sense or something. And uh, instead of saying that we believe in God, people say that we believe in universe. Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I mean, I personally believe in the universe, but I think you're right with that because even my mum, who brought up very Catholic, still is, 
uh, still goes to church every week and tried to make me do that up until I was 13 and I started rebelling. Um, but she's even kind of opening up to a lot of things. I don't tell her everything that's going on or everything that's going on in my journey, but um, she, like she's opening up to, the, to different ideas and different concepts and the, the different things that I've thrown in there. And she's also even just simple things like she started doing meditation and she's on all the products and she shows a lot more of an interest in like what I'm doing and she's so supportive with that. So it's kind of like if my mom who has only ever known Catholicism and God and Jesus and all of that, is expanding a little bit like so obviously she's not fully there yet but i have a feeling that she will be eventually i think that that shows a lot to be honest mm. um and i'm sure that spreads to a lot more people around the world too that's just my obviously my example of who's who i've seen shifting her perspective yeah things. absolutely that's enormous uh, tremendous shift that is happening and uh, i'd like to ask you have you ever heard about no hidden laws no, I don't think so. You know, Noah, when they know that the flood, when the flood has happened in the earth, and Noah, and Noah hid the law. I don't think so, no. Hmm. Uh, if, you, if you're interested, uh, you can take a quick look about that. It's uh, very interesting. And, um, uh, well, maybe next time we'll talk about that as well, because it's okay. a very interesting topic. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'll look that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Caitlin, very, 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 very interesting talking to you and time flying. Really, I'm uh, so grateful for you uh, accepting my invitation and being my guest. Uh, and uh, it's amazing, really. I'm really, you know, I'm inspired by your courage. Because, uh, well, as I said, I moved just from another country to, from, you know, like, 2,000 miles, let's say, something like that, but from one continent to another, I know, you know, it's, a, it's, it's an act of bravery. Uh, I really admire what you did and how you found your path and everything you do right now. It's very inspiring. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> oh, this is so nice. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, I'm wishing you a great, great, great day and let's stay inspired and let's keep on swimming. Always. <laughs> Always. Have a great day. You too.